UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. All right. Or I will hit my intro because it, if it works, sometimes it works on here, sometimes it doesn't. It's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, but, um, but because this is a great conversation. This is, uh, I mean, I kind of talked about a little bit about this yesterday. Okay. I need to say something straight away. Your introduction is so beautiful. <laughs> Oh, I can't hear you now. Still can't hear you. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Oh, there you. we go. It mutes when it plays the intro for some reason. Like, yeah. do you like it though? Do you think it's good? Your intro's freaking beautiful. Did you make that? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I know. I had someone make it for me. Check this out too. What else I can do? Watch this. Watch the screen for one second. This is really cool. You'll like this. So. Wow. Isn't that cool? Who made that for you? That's amazing. I love it. That that subscribe button I just downloaded right off of uh of Google. You can get that, but like the intro thing, like I had someone make for me. I paid for it. But like, you know, it was it's what was well worth it because I can use it all the time. Intro is fantastic. I really I love it so much. It's so cool. Thanks. Wow. Well, let me give you a proper intro, guys. I have with me, a, I would consider a great friend. Like we've done, we've done, uh, we've done, I think three shows together. And then mm -hmm. she's done two past life. I think, can't remember. I think when a Terry did one with me, a past life regression on me, and then she did a past life regression on me. But like, I'll just say right now, like you need to get her services because the past life regression she did for me is literally hands down one of the best past life. I've had five past life regressions done. I said this last time, but like I've had five past life regressions done. And the one she did, she's able to take you so deep into a trance that like you, I mean, you're still there though. When we, when we can talk about this today, but who I have with me is um, uh, Fiona Harris for over two decades. Fiona has been working as an energy healer in Western Canada. She studied Reiki and hypnotherapy and specialized in healing in past lives she has a strong connection with spirits and skilled mediumship providing clearings. She's also an experiencer. She's had ET experiences from a very young age. Fiona felt to help the heal, or I'm sorry, tongue twister. She felt called to help others on a spiritual and emotional level and knew inherently this would be her life's work. Today, Fiona is proud to connect with you and heal clients around the globe. Located in Calvary, Calgary Alberta, Fiona offers sessions both online and in person. She is also available to do clearings house clearings for like, you know, if you have ghosts and paranormal investigations and her website is www. 
clearpathhealing.com. And I want to give a big welcome to my good friend, Fiona. Fiona, thank you for coming back on. How are you? I'm so happy to be here with you today, Rob. It's It's uh, yeah, I'm glad we did this. Like I I said, I had a bad night last night and I was like, you know, I wasn't ready for the regression today because Fiona was going to do a regression on me, but I just had, I was up till three in the morning and I was like, you know, if I regress, I might fall asleep and I don't want to do that. I'd rather be like alert, but be able to get into a trance. But like yeah. we were we were just talking about like before the show started, like kind of what I touched on yesterday about like being able to manifest things better in your life and why we're not manifesting the things we want to manifest. Like and Fiona has good reasons why she thinks this might be. And a lot of it is fear. Like a lot of us are experiencing fear because we have bills coming in. We have a lot of us have kids. We have um a lot of us are adults now and we have adult parents we have to take care of. You know, some of you are in that situation. I know I'm 43 and my mom's getting up in age. So like, these are all things we have to worry about. And it gets very stressful. Life's not easy. It's not easy. But with all that said, um, did you want to touch on that, Fiona? I totally want to touch on that. So how can I put this? When we look around us, everything we see has been created. It's been, we're co-creating this world, this existence, you know, we have, you know, certain things we all agree on, like we have to breathe air, we walk on the ground, we don't float around or anything like that. Um, And then we have like our own like little bubble of our world experience and how we think the world is supposed to go. And you probably know, you probably see people like you see some people that are so lucky, everything they do just works out and then you see other people whose lives are so awful and there's always like another thing happening another thing happening another thing happening and what it is it has a lot to do with the beliefs that were instilled upon in us when we were babies and toddlers and small kids from our parents right from tv from our parents listening to our parents go oh my god can't pay these bills you know everything's so hard i grew up with that i grew up with that i didn't i didn't i wasn't from a wealthy family like i know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about my parents were like that like you know i mean like they might you know like it's funny because like i'll just tell you real quick like you know i grew up in a uh, like i was the only child so like i grew up in a family where like you know like unless my parents told me i was poor i wouldn't have thought we were poor i didn't realize i was or, or didn't have a lot of money until I got into high school. And I saw that like other kids' parents were like literally buying them cars. And I was like, I'm driving around like a Ford Escort. It's my parents or like a Pontiac. Remember Pontiacs? Like Jesus Christ. But like, <laughs> I'll, I'll digress. But like, that's yeah. kind of what I was driving in high school. And I was lucky to have that. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. I was lucky to just be able to drive my parents' car. But meanwhile, like you see, you, and I saw it in college too. I went to Drexel University in Philadelphia and um, everybody, it was an engineering school. So a lot of the kids there, their, their parents, their kid came from wealth. Their parents had money. They either came from like rich neighborhoods in Philadelphia or Jersey. So like I didn't grow up with like the most money. So I was never taught. I guess what I was trying to say is, and I know I talk a lot. I'm sorry, but I was never <laughs> taught abundance. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to learn it now, but I'm, I still feel like I'm in that, that mode of lack. Like I'm always like feeling like, I'm lacking something or, or, or something bad happens to me out of nowhere. Like I get hit with a curveball. Yeah. You're focused. You're, you're looking around and you're allowing, like, imagine that the world is a mirror of you and your thoughts and beliefs. And you're looking at the mirror and you're going, everything's horrible. That's what you're telling the mirror. Everything's stressful. I have no money. And the mirror is just reflecting that back. But there's like this, little almost like a lag time thing where 
we want to be positive, but we look around and go, well, I don't have the evidence that everything's good. I don't have the evidence of money. Where's the money? Show me the money. And you're asking the mirror to smile when you haven't smiled yet. Like, how, like if you stand in front of a mirror, you can't go smile. You know, you've got to smile first, right? Like you've got to smile. So um, really, really paying attention to your thoughts and beliefs. And you know what? Like, like I know that this podcast, we didn't actually come on to talk about manifestation. Um, what I think we should do is you and I are going to have a session. We're going to do a healing session on your limiting beliefs. And maybe after that session, we can come back and have another big talk about it and what it was like. Um, I have like way more interesting things to talk about today, like more kind of um, ET related stuff. But fear is definitely touched upon in that. Um, fear is poison for us. It's absolute poison. Um, so when I was here last time with you, I told you, I've, you're actually the first time I ever came out really publicly and said, I'm an experiencer. I've, you know, seen ETs and I've interacted with them. Um, that was really, really scary for me, like to come out and say it. Like, I was like, fuck, like, am I going to start getting weird phone calls? And, you know, luckily, you know, I actually had no flack from it. I, everyone was like pretty excited about it. Um, but it was funny because, one of the moderators from the experiencer sub on Reddit, who I'm friends with said, Fiona, like, why didn't you talk about that one experience you had with the silvery gray beings? And I was like, Oh, well, I didn't really have time. And he was like, Fiona, like you need to have a podcast about that. So I want to talk about that today. Um, so if people are listening, don't know about my experiences, um, I've had experiences with ETs all through my life. Um, sometimes I didn't recognize it or like it would happen and I'd be like, that was a dream or it would happen. And then I just kind of put it in a little box somewhere. Like I could tell the story while also not believing it. And this is one of those. So um, probably around 1993, I was in my early twenties. Um, I had just had my spiritual awakening about a year before, maybe even earlier. And I was, going hard with spirituality, like reading as many books as I could. I started um, visiting a spiritualist church and trying to develop my mediumship. And I was meditating and I took a Reiki course, which was like a very, like very weird thing back in 1993 or whatever year it was. And one night I'm sleeping and I have this dream. And if you're someone who's lucid dreamed or astrally projected, you can tell the difference between a regular dream and a lucid dream or an astral projection. There's just a realness to it that's very different. And that's what this dream was. It definitely was not like a normal vivid dream. In the dream, I knew that at night when we're sleeping, many, many of us are going on spaceships and we're learning stuff and they're teaching us stuff and they're telling us things. Um, we maybe go physically sometimes, but mostly we're just going like our, our spirits going, we're astrally projecting onto spacecraft. And I had a specific spacecraft that I would go on to, and there were two beings. Um, and they looked like sparkling, almost a pewter colored, like a gray silver sparkle, almost like, I don't know if people have had an Etch-a-Sketch, like one of those toys that we had in the seventies. Um, it had like this, these iron filings or something. And sometimes they'd leak and you get like this silvery kind of gray it looked exactly like that so these two beings were male 
Um, they were they wore hooded robes. I couldn't really see their faces. They seemed to have long beards. Um, they looked very ancient, and they were my teachers. And in this dream, I'm standing on their ship like a normal night doing my whatever. And they were like, you know, Fiona, we're so proud of you. We want to give you a gift. And they were proud of me because I had awakened spiritually and I'd been taking a Reiki course. And they were like, look at her. Like she's doing a good job. Let's give her this gift. And they said to me, we're giving you um, a pearl of wisdom. And they hand me this black pearl it was like the size of a cantaloupe. It was heavy, but it felt pliable. Like it almost felt like a giant fish egg, maybe. It felt like it was alive. They handed it to me. And the second they handed it to me, I knew everything. Like every single thing there is to know. Like my human brain couldn't handle that. Like, But in astral, I knew it. And I could see the connection between every human Every rock, every grain of sand, everything. I could see, one of the things I remember was I could see a knife that was in my knife drawer, like a butter knife. And I could see a wine bottle somewhere in France that someone had stuck in a window to hold the window up. I could see the connection between those two things. And it was so mind-blowing and so beautiful. Like it was the most powerful thing. And the one thing that kept going through my mind is we're all connected. And everything is always okay. Always, always. So I'm looking at this. I'm crying. I'm holding this pearl. I'm like, Whoa! and then I started to physically like kind of come back in my body and wake up. As soon as I started to wake up, my knowledge of every single thing started to disappear because I only have so many neural pathways, right? I don't have enough pathways to know everything in the world. Like my head would explode. It all disappeared. And I was like, no, 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 please, please, please. Like, don't let me forget this. But of course I'm forgetting it as I'm coming into consciousness, but they said, you know, here, here's a symbol for you. And they put this scene in front of my face. So my eyes are open now. I'm lying in bed, like with tears, like pooled in my ears. There's just the universe with a million stars and superimposed, actually not, maybe not superimposed on it, but maybe in the universe, there's this beautiful sacred geometry kind of symbol. Like just imagine like a dodecahedron and, you know, an icosahedron, but like three-dimensional lines of like silver or gold that were all moving. And the whole thing was morphing. Like it wasn't three-dimensional, it was like 50-dimensional. And it was all the connections. And I could hear this music. It sounded like, like my, the way I described it to people was, and it was an angelic space choir. So it sounded like space music, like almost like some weird, like, you know, twilight zone kind of sound almost. But then I could hear like women's or angels voices, like just kind of singing, like no words, just singing. So now I'm lying in bed. I can hear the music outside my window. It's not in my head. It's not in my room. It's outside. I'm staring at this beautiful image. I'm crying. And I lay there for hours. Like this was, it was summertime. This was probably three in the morning. And I lay there until the sun came up at like, I don't know, six, let's say. As soon as the sun started to come up, 
the image faded, the music went away, I fell asleep, I got up the next day, and I was like, I can't tell anyone about this, like, it's too crazy. And then what did I do? I went and told everyone. And this was 1993. It would be crazy now for me to do it. But everyone was like, Oh, that, that that's really cool, Fiona, um, I have to go and they would just like walk away. And I'm like, No, we're all connected, everyone and everything's connected. And we're always okay. And I had no fear no fear of anything. And I was really poor back then. I went around for probably two months fearless. I was just like in, I was in an ecstatic state. And then over time it disappeared. I went back into fear. You know, um, I was obsessed with the idea of that image that I saw. And I still, to this day, will sometimes, you know, go on Google images and I'll type in you know, sacred geometry connected or whatever. And I'll try to find something that looks like it. And it's like, it would be a combination of all sacred geometry and it would be moving and morphing. So um, that happened. I saw those beings again, about two years later, I got my second degree in Reiki and they came back. So I was lying on my couch doing Reiki on myself and they came into the room. I couldn't see them physically. It was like in my head. They came into the room and they said, oh, you know, we're proud of you again. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to give me the pearl. And they're like, no, we're just going to raise your vibration. And I felt this jolt go through my body where I was almost like shaking. And then I just kind of like fell asleep. And I got up later. I looked in the mirror and no word of a lie. My face was glowing like this beautiful glowing and I was like, okay, it's probably my imagination. But for probably two weeks after, people would come up to me and say, Fiona, you're glowing. You look so beautiful. Um, and then that faded as well, right? Like, like we kind of like have these great experiences and then we have to come back to earth and we have to like go to the store and pay our taxes. Um, so coming back to now, I was talking with Terry, like Terry Lovelace. And I had done a regression on him. And so I said, let's do a trade. So I got him to do a regression on me. And I said, I want to go back and see if I can find those guys, those silvery gray aliens. I was really excited, you know, thinking I might discover something new. And I had <clears throat> a really different experience, not what I expected, <coughs> but very powerful. I actually had to write a few notes just to remind myself. So we did the regression a week ago. So um, right around just when all those little disclosures were coming out. So Dave Gresh's disclosure um, was on Monday, I think. And then Stephen Greer had his thing the day after. And then um, I think we did my regression on maybe another day after that. So I was able in the regression to go back to the ship where those beings were. I couldn't see them, but I could feel them. But here's the crazy thing. I'm going on the ship. I see angel wings coming with me. And angelic stuff is something that's a little difficult for me. Like I've definitely had experiences that were angelic, but I was raised with no religion. And, I'm a, and I try to like, I don't know, kind of tread carefully with that kind of stuff. But I definitely saw these wings come on to the ship. And I'm like, okay, there's an angel coming on the ship. And I could see blue. And I was like, okay, that's Archangel Michael. I could feel that it was the energy of Archangel Michael. 
And he started talking, these gray silver beings that were now invisible didn't really interact with me much. Instead, it was Archangel Michael. And um, he was very, very serious with me um, about what's going on right now. And the, what, the word optimism in giant flashing capital letters, he was like, optimism, optimism. Everyone needs to have that like tattooed on their arm, tattooed on their chest. Optimism should be the thing that you're focusing on all the time. Being optimistic, you're always expecting something good to happen, right? And that kind of touches on the fear thing that we had. So this is what he told me. And I had to write it down. And I don't know why I ever write anything down because my writing's so bad. Um, what he talked about, he was talking about demons, not demons like Satan's minions coming to attack us. What he said to me is demons are clumps of negative energy, like of, of negatively charged subatomic particles. So, you know, if we think about, you know, the whole quantum thing, we're all made up of particles. And first, everything is a wave. There's a, it's a potential before you focus on it, right? When you focus on something, the potential becomes a thing. When we focus on fear, negativity, like this is going to happen, this is going to happen. It's like our words and our thoughts and our beliefs are charging those particles. But here's the thing he said to me, when you charge those things, they clump up and they become magnetic. So they actually draw you to them. They draw other events. They draw more negativity towards them. Those are like the real demons are these clumps of, of thought forms, basically, right? Um, then he showed me the earth. First, he just showed me the planet. Then he made it invisible. And he said, look at this fear um, matrix. And so, you know, when people will take an anthill and they'll pour like concrete or something down the anthill and then they brush all the dirt away and you have this giant like subterranean crazy anthill form the earth looked like that. It was just, it was riddled with fear. Fear was going right through it all over. It was like termite mounds. And um, he said, slay the demons, like slay those demons, recognize them for what they are, recognize them. Like imagine this. So when we say, Oh my God, you know, I'm so addicted to sugar. I can't stop myself. I'm so bad. Like, you know, stop eating sugar. You're such a loser. What's wrong with you? Change that around and imagine this. Imagine that the addiction for sugar isn't you. It's something outside of you that's making you do it. All of a sudden, it's a little easier to be like, hey, you negative sugar demon kind of thing. Um, I almost kind of just imagine it right in my field. And I just like, I look for where I feel like it is. Um, and often with eye gaze, we can access trauma and negative thoughts. Like when I think about things that are really exciting, my eyes automatically go right up here. When I think about stuff that's scary, my eyes go down right around here. So, and, and that's just how we access things in our brain, right? Which is actually, that's why EMDR works really well for processing trauma. And this is why when we're well, always... It's EMDR. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, it's EMDR. I can't remember what it actually stands for. Um, a lot of trauma therapists will use it. And it's the act of moving your eyes back and forth like a lateral movement 
while focusing on trauma and it helps your brain um, process trauma, which is also why going for a walk while thinking about your problems can be helpful because when we walk, we look from side to side, right? We're like, do, 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 do. Oh, remember that awful thing that happened to me, right? So um, eye gaze is really important. What do most of us do now? We go like this, we take our phone and we look down. Where's my eye gaze right now? It's down here. Where are my depressive negative thoughts? They're down here. So the act of us always looking down on our phone, we're also looking down with our heads, you know, and we're focusing in. And this is what happens when people are depressed, they focus in on one thing and they look down. What we want to do is we want to look up. We want to open our chest. We want to open our heart center. We want to like look to where our more optimistic, um, you know, resourceful thoughts are and they might be around here right so like when you get a chance think about some things that bring you joy and notice where you are when you're thinking about them i'm always up to the right my well, backup is down to the left can um, i tell you something real quick i just wanted to tell you that this whatever all this stuff you're saying is ringing so true with me because um mm -hmm. i've been i've been talking about this lately like lately like my crown and my pineal gland has been tingling and I've been seeing like synchronicity numbers all the time. Like every time I look at the clock, it's three, three, three or four, four, four. Or when I get a receipt at the store, it's 10, 10 or 11, 11 or 22, 55. Like it's always so, so I'm getting these weird, like, um, so like, as you've been talking, like my crown's been tingling off the, off the hook. It's been mm -hmm. going. So I think what you're saying is really ringing true. And I think it'll, it'll, it'll really affect the collective. Like, oh, I think it's good 100%. stuff. It's really good stuff. 100%. In fact, I'm so I'm burning up. I've got to take this sweater off because I'm so hot right now. Um, so yeah, so he was like, slay the demons. He said that over and over. And he didn't mean like I said, he didn't mean demons. He meant our fear, our negative thoughts. Like we all of us collectively need to not be in fear. We need to like, think of fear as something outside of yourself that's magnetic it's drawing you to it like come to me like join us join us and you want to be like no and you can even play with your energy field you can sit there and you can go okay i'm scared because i'm i don't have enough clients i'm not making enough money i can barely pay my rent some months my eyes go right down there so i'm going to imagine maybe that's where my fear is and i'm actually going to like pick it up with my hands and I'm just going to like, like just flick it away. You can bat it away. You can blow it away. You can do whatever you want. And just imagine like clearing your energy field. And then let's say there's something that I desire to have in my space here. So what would I really like? Let's say, um, let's say I just wanted $500 just off, you know, just, that's just like what I can think of. I can imagine $500 and instantly my eyes go up and to my left here. Um, I'm going to imagine taking that and pulling it into me. So I'm going to pull it into my energy field. We're just messing around, right? We're just using movement um, to bring something closer. So push things away. Like imagine like, like, you know, when there's someone around you who's very oppressive, like someone that's negative, you almost feel like they're leaning in on your energy and you can just imagine pushing them away, pushing those thoughts out of your field, pulling in the things that are good. 
Um, another thing that I really, really love to do, and I recommend this highly for you because we were talking before we started recording how you were just, you almost can't stop those negative thoughts and worries, right? Um, don't give them time. What you do is you think of 10 things that you appreciate in your life right now. And, and people, I love like a, another trauma specialist called them glimmers. And I love that term. There's just things in your life that you might look at or think about that just give you that happy feeling. And that's a glimmer, right? A glimmer could be the disco ball that's hanging in your dining room, hanging in my dining room anyways. Um, that's a glimmer to me. Um, you know, something nice that happened to one of my kids. It's like, oh my God, you know, my son just graduated from high school. That's a glimmer. You know, I appreciate that I have a vehicle. I appreciate that it's summertime now. The more we focus on the things that are bringing us joy, the less time those magnetic negative things, they don't have a grasp on us. Um, <clears throat> I worked with a client yesterday and um, I could see in her energy field, she had this very large, very dark woman behind her that was looming over her and grabbing her, like wrapping herself around her. Um, it ended up being her mother, who's a narcissist, who very much has a grip on her emotionally. Um, we did some heart opening exercises, some heart brain coherence, and her field completely changed. Her heart, this beautiful green light came out of her heart and it overshadowed this, this dark energy behind her. Like you almost couldn't see it anymore. So, um, doing this kind of work makes a difference energetic, makes a difference energetically. We really, we want to focus on joy. We want to focus on optimism. We want to slay fear. Um, one thing that they talked about with me, oh, they wanted to say this too. And it's funny because Terry said to me after he said, Fiona, like Leslie Kane showed, you know, Leslie Kane, like the doc, the, the woman who kind of helped break that Dave Gresh thing. Um, like she's a news reporter or she does documentaries. She had shown um, a picture or a drawing of a hierarchy um, that a lot of people were talking about. And I saw it in my regression and I said it to Terry and Terry's like, yeah, I already knew about this. So what I was shown was there's us as humans sitting here above us are ETs above the ETs are like archangels, like Archangel Michael, who came on the ship with me, which was very strange. And then above them is just like source, right? Um, and other people who have kind of had these experiences say the same thing like this. And what I also saw is I saw a bunch of archangels and I could tell they're archangels, like what I could see was wings and there's certain colors I see. And I always know when I see those colors, they're very angelic. It's always like very pale, pinks, yellows, greens, violet, but a very light color. Um, they were talking with the ETs. They're looking at the earth and they were like, it's a train wreck. Like we've got to fix this. Like we have to fix this. Um, I, I know a lot of people have been saying this and I've felt it for a year now. And people always say this, like something big is coming. Something big is coming. Well, now it actually feels like something big is coming. Right. Do you agree with me? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like with the, the information that's coming out now, it's like it's like it seems like it's like um, it's like the snowball effect. Like it's just like it's something that's building, it's getting bigger and bigger. That's gonna eventually explode. It's just that the thing the thing that I think it is is um, getting the mainstream's perception to completely um, uh, 
to completely flip on whatever what they believe is actually real and that the, the paranormal is actually more normal than they they think once they realize that then the, the collective consciousness can shift you know yeah. but I, it's going to take a lot to do that because a lot of people are still stuck in like old ways you know what i mean but i think like these things like you know the whistleblower david grush coming out um, I think the things like Dr. Greer's conference, um, yeah. not just that, but I believe, I truly believe the veil is thinning. Um, I believe that more people are having like what we would call paranormal experiences. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's from, you know, like someone's maybe sending energy to our planet. And I think we might've talked about this before but I, I have, but I mean, I'm just trying to figure out the source of what's causing this awakening and for people to be having more experiences. But whatever it is, people are definitely having more experiences. So I think that's changing because the more people that reach out to me on a daily basis, like that say, Oh, I've had this experience or I've had that experience is like, it's starting to become overwhelmed. It's almost like starting to be like, well, I should like charge for my time because like I'm talking to so many people during the day oh, and yeah. it's like, but no, but I don't, I don't regret it. That it's amazing. Like, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know, but, but like people are really starting to have, like a lot of people are starting to have experiences. I don't know what that is. Like well, I, I have an idea of what it is based upon, you know, my experiences with clients who, you know, are starting to uncover their, you know, abduction or contact experiences and my own, um, I think that ETs and archangels and, and I would almost kind of take Jesus and kind of put him in there with the archangels. You know, he's definitely a being of some sort, whether he's a thought form, I don't know, but I've definitely interacted with him. Um, put them all together. I was shown them and the ETs talking together on a ship or like in a collective area, they're looking at the earth and they're like, fuck, we've got to like, we've got to fix this. Like, look at what's going on. What I believe is over the last, let's say 60 years, they are, people are being born who have maybe volunteered. I don't know. Um, I know that when I was like a little girl, like probably four years old, that was my first contact with ETs. I went on a ship and they started teaching me stuff. And they basically kind of said to me, you know, at a certain age, we're going to wake you up and you have to go and start healing people. You have to start helping them to wake up and not be in fear. So that's my job is to help people that are struggling with their awakening, helping people to awaken and heal and move from fear into love. I want to do something with you. I want to, have you ever done heartbrain coherence, Rob? No. Okay, we're going to do that right now. And I hope that anyone who's listening is going to do this as well. This is hands down one of the most important things we could ever do for ourselves and for everybody. It only takes a few minutes and what it is. So first of all, we know that we have a brain. We have sensory neurites. Those are like the brain cells. Like we have sensory neurites in our brain, but we also have them in our heart and in our gut. And that means that our heart is kind of a brain and our gut is also a brain. Our head brain up here is for survival and it's all about fear. It's very fear-based. It's like, got to get a job. Don't get hit by the car. You know, these people, it's a dog eat dog world. Like I've got to like get fire, shelter, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of fear there, right? A lot of separateness, you know, got to take care of me. When you move down into your heart, and you use that brain more often, or you mix these two together, um, 
your heart opens, your energy field actually just goes like this. Just imagine this beautiful green glowing energy coming out. All of a sudden, it's like, let's work together, you know, and you're, it's a magical, powerful, magnetic thing that happens when you focus in on your heart brain. Um, there's a thing called heart rate variability. What that is, it's the space of time in between your heartbeat. When people are stressed out, worried and negative, it's very like if they put you like on a monitor, it would be like very jagged, right? Like I'm stressed out, I can't do anything. You go into a state of heart brain coherence where you're, you know, you're using your heart more, your heart rate variability starts to go like this, very even and smooth. Um, your immune system is at its optimal. There's anti-aging chemicals being made. Um, so many fantastic things. There's a hormone in your saliva. I think it's called SATI. Um, they can actually test your saliva when you're in this beautiful state and it's very, very healthy for you. I think that's your immune system. Um, this state, you do this for a few minutes, this state can last for six hours. Think about that. Think about how good that is for your body. Um, but what's really crazy is you can connect like, like the magnetic energy from your brain is, let's say it's this much. They can measure it. They're like, okay, yeah, her brain, you know, it's kind of around here. They come out to measure your heart and it's massive. Um, when you're in this state, you're just like, you're out of fear and you're in love. So there's a great exercise that takes two or three minutes that'll put you in that state. Um, and so what we're going to do, we're not going to do it yet. I'm going to tell you first, we're going to focus on our heart. We're going to take some nice, slow, deep breaths. And then we're going to concentrate on something that gives us a feeling of um, appreciation, gratitude, love, compassion. And how I get clients into it, I always tell the same story. So I'm going to tell you the story and it's going to put you in the state. And then we're going to go to our heart and breathe. There was a man who died and he donated his organs. His family like, you know, was like, yeah, yeah, you can have his heart. So someone got his heart. This man had a heart transplant and got this man's heart and when he was all healed up he invited the mom and the you know the adult kids or whatever like you know come and listen to you know my your dad's heart is inside me so they had a stethoscope they listened they're like oh my god blah blah you know it's very beautiful a little while later the oldest daughter got married and she asked that man to walk her down the aisle with her dad's heart inside him so I just always have people imagine this man walking down the aisle with this heart. Like it makes me cry every single time. So do you have that feeling right now in your heart of compassion and connection and love? Like everyone in the whole church knows that that guy's heart is inside that man. Right. So just put your hand on your heart right now, Rob. Yeah. Right hand or left hand. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Breathe deep into your heart as if it's a lung. And just focus on that feeling that may have come up when I told that story. Um, some people like to focus on an animal, like a beloved pet, someone that they love with like, you know, you know, I think about my grandma as well, who has passed over. And I think about my old dog, Pepper, and I get that feeling as well, that just that love feeling. So just Focus on that feeling, breathing into your heart as if it's a lung. Nice, slow, deep breaths. And just imagine that your heart is like a beautiful glowing green light. 
and pretend or imagine that that light spills out of your heart and fills your entire body. So now this beautiful feeling of compassion, love, gratitude, appreciation is in your entire body. And now imagine, allow, or see it spill out of your body and fill the entire room you're in. So imagine your room is like a swirling, beautiful green mist. And now imagine it growing even bigger, your neighborhood, your city, your state. I'm just going to do the same. I'm going to, I'm in Canada. So it's my city, my province. Now imagine you can look down at a map of the world. You can see your heart energy getting bigger and bigger. My heart energy is getting bigger and bigger. Our heart energy is meeting right now. And I can usually feel it with someone and I can just feel that with you. Now imagine you can look down and watch as our combined heart energy is wrapping itself around the planet Earth, touching the hearts of every living being. And allow that energy to even move inward. Like, you know, we always take from the Earth, so let's give to the Earth. And then imagine your heart energy moving outward into the universe. And again, touching the hearts of every living being out there. And just take a nice deep breath. And then just come back into your body and open your eyes. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. How did that feel for you? It felt great. You yeah. know, a lot of things that I like forgot to, uh, you know what? I wanted to tell you about, about an experience I had the other night. And I was like, it's it was one of the most amazing experiences. You made, you made me think about this when you did this exercise. By the way, that exercise was so amazing that made me feel like more like love and gratitude yeah, towards the world yeah. and it really made me forget about my stresses i, I really love that i yeah. hope the audience when we, when we show this video yeah. i hope the audience gets a lot from it yeah. too. yeah and, you know? and and what you guys can do is go on youtube and type in heart brain coherence a whole bunch of practitioners are have guided you know visualizations just like mine so just find one that works for you um, if you like mine, you can just keep coming back to this podcast and doing it. I like, I think mine's really good because I like spreading it all over. Um, but Greg Braden does a great one. He's very much into heart brain coherence. But anyways, oh, yeah. now, what's your experience that you had that was that reminded so, you? So I, you know, like I, uh, I experiment with like plant medicines, like occasionally to uh, for like expansion of consciousness, you know, and the other night I took like a like a low dose of mushrooms. And I, I always take THC edibles like at night to like try to comp, you know, so like I was like, I, I was, I was, I wasn't really looking to have an experience more or less just kind of like go inward and like see where it would take me, you know? So like it, not, nothing really much. I didn't like get any like weird visuals or no, no like epiphanies or anything until I laid down. And when I laid down, I don't know what this was. I've never felt this before in my mm -hmm. life. Like, Mm -hmm. It it felt like a conveyor belt, literally like a conveyor belt, like like turned on and it was buzzing energy up my back. Then as I closed my eyes, I imagined this serpent, like the conveyor belt turned into like a serpent and it was energy coming up. And then the energy like like went into, it was like, like flowing into my pineal gland. Wow. Then it exploded out into my my brain. It was almost like I couldn't take all the energy and then it went out into the collective. It was the most powerful experience. Kundalini. That sounds like a Kundalini experience to me, moving that energy up your spine, right? 
And even yeah, I've never had that before. Serpent, that's very, very powerful. Like, look what's happening to all of us. Like, it's so easy to get to have these experiences. It's not like 20 years ago, what we're talking about now would be so difficult. It would take years and years of, of heavy meditation work. Now it's just like happening so seamlessly and easily for so many people because we're getting into that. We're moving into a different state where we are moving out of fear and into love. And that should be everyone's task every single day, according to Archangel Michael and me, is like optimism, um, opening your heart, like try to do that heart brain coherence exercise once a day. If you did it twice a day, imagine you're spending about 12 hours in heart rate variability. Imagine how good this is for your health even, right? When we move out of fear, the more we're in love and okayness and optimism, this is going to start to show that. I mean, the problem is, is like we go on Reddit, we go on anywhere. Everyone's like, oh my God, the war, oh my God, the climate, everything's so horrible. And we're, we've made this giant fear matrix and it's alive and it's magnetic and it wants our energy. Like you can give other things your energy or you can keep your energy for yourself and maybe like share your energy in a positive way with the collective. Don't, don't feed those clumps of, of fear energy that are like floating in your, in your little energy field, you know, like bat those away pull in other stuff, pull in like everything's okay. Everything feels great. You know, things are getting better. What's really good right now for me? What do I see around me that, that feels good? You know, that makes me feel positive. Um, just trying to, I want, I want to make sure I don't forget anything else that was said here. Oh, another thing that they said. <clears throat> so, oh, so they said heart, heart energy, what we just did now, the, the ETs that were on that ship, they said, this is the holy, this is the real holy grail is heart energy. Um, people talk about hybrid ET stuff where humans and ETs are maybe becoming hybrids. <coughs> it's true. Um, one of the big reasons why is they want to bring heart energy into their species. Heart energy is very powerful. Like we're very blessed to have this. Um, another thing that they said to me was, um, and this is probably me, because often when I'm calling in like my guides or whatever, I look up, I imagine they're actually floating in the sky somewhere. They're like up there. They, they, they said, don't look in the sky for us. We're right here. Like they're right around us. Like ETs are right around us. Um, light beings are right here. They're not 20 miles away or a thousand miles away. They don't come flying to help us. They're like around us like imagine that imagine if you have an archangel right here why would you even have fear in your energy field like like why would you do that like let's say jesus was right beside me if jesus was right beside me and he was real i'd be like okay i guess i shouldn't be scared of anything should i right or archangel michael's right beside me um don't let fear be in your energy field you know like really really just fill your energy field with the things that you want to see and 3d world. It takes a while for things to become a physical matter. That's why there's always that time lag, right? What happens when let's say like you said, you've been, you said, I'm trying to manifest. First of all, you said trying, not a good word. 
you know, you're manifesting. What happens is, well, let's say I wanted a new car. I'm like, I need a new car. I want a new car. Um, and then the next day I don't see it. Where's my new car? I don't see my new car. Now I'm manifesting. Where's my new car? I don't see my new car. You know, it's like planting something and then digging up like a day later, like why doesn't it have a sprout on it? Now you just killed this little seed, right? So don't look at your 3D. Like don't look into the past. Don't look into the future. Like look inward and focus on, you know, what you really want to see. You can even imagine this is like, this is a great Neville Goddard practice that I do. Oh my God, I listened to him last night. And it's so I listened to an eight hour meditation of Neville Goddard last night. It was like a an, yeah. an, an like an, an eight hour uh, Neville Goddard like try to like to bring like things into your reality. Um you know because yeah. I remember I told you I couldn't sleep. So I put that mm -hmm. on and then it was still on when I woke up in the morning and it was powerful. Like it's very powerful. Yeah I I love his practice. It makes a lot of sense for me. So what you do what we often do when we're trying to manifest stuff, we'll see it in the future like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. So we'll, our, our eye gaze will like go far away and we'll be like, one day I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to have this and this and this. What you actually want to do is you want to, what he says is you're, you're there now. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to put your body in it. Instead of like going over there, you want to take your vision and you want to put it in your energy field. So like, let's say I want a new house. I want a house that I own myself. My, if I knew it was a done deal, my brother-in-law, who's a real estate agent, I'd be standing in the kitchen and he'd be giving me the keys. He'd be like, Fiona, here's the keys for the house. Here's the garage door opener. So now I know my brother-in-law's voice very well. So I imagine I'm in a kitchen with him. I don't see the kitchen because I can't imagine a good kitchen. I'm not good at that. I see my brother-in-law. I hear the sound of the keys on the counter. I hear his voice saying, you know, here's this, here's that. I'm standing in the kitchen close to him. I feel excited. I feel a sense of completion. You know, Wait, I pick I, I have something. I got to, I got to, I got to ask you this. This is so important. Like, yeah. so what happened when I listened to the Neville Goddard thing last night? And that's so weird. I feel like we were meant to meet today because that's so weird that you brought up Neville Goddard and I listened to him last night. Right. Like that's, 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 a, that's uncanny that that would happen. I mean, I know it's a popular thing, but it's not that popular. Not that popular. Most people don't know about Neville Goddard. Well, well, like what happened was I was listening to that Neville Goddard thing last night and I was, uh, you know, he like he does exactly like you said. He says you try to imagine like where you want to be or like you you, you make yeah. it your now, right? Well, well I was trying to do that and like like visions of my ex kept coming into my head. And I was like, I was trying to focus on like manifesting a reality, but mm -hmm. then I'm like getting visions of like my ex and like laying there with my ex, and I'm like, mm -hmm. why is this coming into my field when I don't want it to? You know, it's almost like it was almost like I couldn't control it. And this, you know, like, I don't know. Like it's you, have, you have unhealed stuff still. Like you're not completely healed from the breakup, right? So so what you want to do. So when we have a bad feeling, can we, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do something right this very second. Why don't you think about your ex right now? Why don't you I think don't want to. I no, really don't just, want to. just for a second. Come on, please, Rob. Trust me, it's going to make you feel better. Okay. Okay. Just, just take the emotion. Just take the emotion that you feel. Maybe there's loss. Maybe there's anger. Do you feel something in your body when you think about that issue? Yeah, I get upset. Yeah. And what, now when you say you're upset, what, what do you feel in your body? What's upset? 
Where are you upset? In is my it, heart, like in, in all over, because of the loss, because I it felt like it was something special. Beautiful. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to imagine or pretend that there is a very large um, elevator shaft going from the top of your head down to your sit bones. Imagine this large elevator shift. It's going basically through the core of your body, okay? And imagine on the very bottom basement floor, there's a large elevator, like a big service elevator with no door. I'm going to get you in a moment to move that elevator up through your body all the way to the inside of your head, okay? Now, along the way, as you hit those areas where there's unhealed trauma and stuff, you're, it's going to feel very strong. And when you get there, you're going to stop and you're just going to breathe and you're going to tell me, okay? So just start slowly moving the elevator up and notice any sensations, thoughts, ideas, feelings that come up as you move the elevator upwards. It might go straight to your heart. It might stop somewhere else. It actually is starting to feel better. It feels good. Is that yeah. is that what it's supposed yep. to be? That's, that's what's supposed to happen. Um, where's the elevator right now? It's like it's like moving pretty fast, going up. But my emotions are going up too. Like my my my, you know. Yep. Yep. Move the elevator to your heart where you felt that energy, and just breathe there for a moment with the elevator. So acting as if there's an elevator right where your heart is. Breathing in there. Nice, deep, slow breaths. Maybe noticing any sensations that are coming up. And then let's move that elevator up into your head. Breathe up into your head as if your lungs were in your head, breathing into that elevator. How are you feeling in this exact moment? Great, actually. A huh? lot better. Now, is it okay to let all of this leave your body right this very second? I would like to, yeah. Beautiful. Allow the top of your head to open and allow that elevator to float out of your head, taking all those emotions with it. And then just take a nice deep breath and just focus in on your body and tell me how you're feeling now. I feel great. I kind of just like said, like, I'm just going to let all these memories go and mm -hmm. that's gone now. There's no more of her and yep. that's it. And like, yep. I, I, hopefully that'll work. I mean, I think it might still take some time. Oh, but yeah, I think yeah. very beneficial. We, didn't, we didn't just completely heal you hundred percent in two minutes. Like that would be a miracle. I'd be very proud. Um, what we <laughs> was, was we moved, like what happens is here's our vagus nerve, right? From like, from the back of our neck or like our brain stem kind of going down moving all through our chest like when you're depressed angry unhappy you never say oh my god i can feel it in my toes it's always like in your heart your throat your gut right that's because that's where your vagus nerve is there's all just stuck energy and stuck energy is meant to soften and flow and so often just focusing on it and moving it up and out of our heads. And then we have to ask for permission. Like, is it okay to let go of this? And some people will be like, no, it's not okay. And sometimes I'll say to the client, well, just for right now, just for today. Or is there a part of you that doesn't want to? Why? And we can move that through as well. You can take a negative belief. Like, I'm stupid. When I hear I'm stupid, because um, sometimes, because I did grow up feeling, thinking that I was stupid, I feel like this fist in my gut. So I can take, I'm stupid, put it in the elevator, move it up. When it comes to my throat, I almost want to cry. I can feel a bit of tears there. That's probably me like crying in math in grade one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11, and 12, because math was always hard. 
move that out of my head. Is it okay to let go of I am stupid? Yes. Letting that fist-sized energy leave my body. Um, negative beliefs, thoughts, memories. You can put a memory in there. And what this does is it neutralizes it. It takes, let's say your depression or sadness was a nine out of 10. It might go down to a five out of 10 or a two out of 10. You can do it a second time. Maybe it'll go to a zero out of 10. You can take any horrible, awful emotion and just move it from, you know, the base of your spine, your sit bones and move it straight up and out the top of your head. It's That's awesome. Um, if you guys go to my website, um, clearpathhealing.com and look under notes, I have a bunch of healing techniques written down that's in there. I think I have heart brain coherence stuff written out as well. A bunch of things that you can do for healing on your own. Um, it's always better to have someone help you with healing, but not everyone can afford it. Not everyone wants, you know, to have someone share in their stuff. Um, we can also do this stuff ourselves, but the problem is, is a lot of times we won't do it. So you really need to like say, okay, I'm going to spend like 20 minutes a day doing healing. I'm going to do this technique or that technique. There's so many great healing techniques out there now. Um, and they do help, you know, and, and, and kind of to wrap everything up. Do you think if we focus out a lot on manifestation and like, like, for example, like, do you think if I just kind of go like balls to the wall on my work, like on my podcast, and then like focus on manifestation techniques, like listen to that Neville Goddard thing every night. Do you think I'll actually make a change in my life? Like, do you think right. like I'll see a positive result? This is what you want to do. You want to heal as much past trauma as you can, as many limiting beliefs as you can. Those are the things, you know, that might, those are our own negative clumps of, of negatively charged subatomic particles, right? We want to heal those as much as we can. And then we want to be in joy and in optimism. You know, we want to be joyful, optimistic, um, connected with others. Like we're mammals. We need to be connected with others as much as possible. Um, connection can bring us joy. Connecting with the right people, of course. Um, those are the things we, we, want, we want to focus on our heart. We want to not be here. This is fear. Striving is fear. Trying really hard to do as many podcasts as I can, that's fear, right? You want to relax more. And I know you're going hard. I know you're grinding, right? You're hustling. Um, hustling is fear. Doing okay. this because it brings you joy. Think about all the information you're helping people with, all the stuff you're learning. That's where your joy is. Like, this is your joy. This is what you're meant to be doing. It could be Rob, like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I believe this. I think at night when you're sleeping, you're on a ship and they're like, yeah, you got to start a podcast. You got to start sharing this stuff. Like, I think so many of us are, and we don't know it. We're not all getting bleeding noses and having, you know, implants. I think on an astral soul level, we're so busy doing stuff. And then we like, you know, in the daytime, we're like little finger puppets, walking around the planet, eating food, you know, trying to get a job or whatever. At night, we're just like hanging out with ETs and archangels and, and our higher selves are like very busy behind the scenes doing stuff. And I think that you have an important job. I think that your job is really important. Um, try to be more joyful with it. Um, try to find ways to be joyful, playful, happy. If someone says, hey, come to this picnic, say yes. 
If someone says, hey, let's go to this trampoline place and jump on trampolines, always say yes. Party, say yes. Dinner, lunch, always say yes. Go to these things, connect with people, do things that make you feel good. Um, I actually like literally since I had that regression, I swear they psychically wrote optimism on my arm because every time I think about it, I lift up my arm and I look at my arm like optimism. We want that. Do the heart brain coherence thing. Like do it twice a day, Rob. Like do it in the morning and do it before you go to bed. Do it so you have tears coming out of your eyes. Like, like find something that gives you that feeling. Like my dog Pepper, I think about her, how she would sit at home while we were at school. She would just be waiting for us. The only thing she cared about in life was us and food and going for a walk. And she would be like waiting for us. It was, it was life was that easy, right? Like, so I mean, home and she'd just be like, like loving us. And I think about how much she loved us. And I go, oh my God, like she just loved us. And then I think, then I see her head on my, on my leg. And then the tears start to come and I can feel my heart open. And I'm like, oh, heartbreak coherence time. I'm going to take this love feeling that I have and I'm going to spread it ever. I'm going to give it to the ETs going to give it. And another thing we can do too, is we can think about ourselves back in the past when we were in trauma, like Rob from five months ago, Rob from 10 years ago, when you were in like traumatic states, send that love to the, to that Rob back then, you know, think about Rob, you know, another bad thing that happened to you when you were very young and like send that heart energy to him. Right. Um, then we're just, we're, we're healing unhealed traumatic little shards of ourselves that have broken away and we're we're becoming more whole the more we heal we become more whole right we bring all of our little bits of unhealed energy inwards then we have more energy to work with we're more powerful um yeah no because, here yeah because yeah, like people don't understand how situations can affect us like if you feel bad it, it gives you this sense of like uh, there was a lot of times recently where I was walking around with a lot of anger and bitterness and like hostility towards the world. And, you know, like I would, I don't want to be that way. I'm not that kind of person. I've talked about this before on my show. Like, you know, like that's the last, per I'm not that way. You know what I mean? I'm just not that way. And I won't let, I won't give away my power anymore to let something make me feel that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Bumps like, of energy. Imagine them as like little, little demons of energy. I want to look up the word demon and actually see like the etymology of it um, to see if it even kind of fits. I can just see clumps of energy around that are fearful and angry and they like they draw you in just like, you know, a bad website draws people in. Right. A bad a bad speaker that talks about negative stuff like like, an, you know, an Aryan nations person. Imagine him as a solid negative energy and people are drawn towards that especially if they have even a little bit inside them that's similar it's like oh yeah i'm gonna go listen to that guy right we want to surround ourselves with positive loving beings we want to focus on our heart and we want to focus on optimism um, and love and joy and we want to like push away fear fear is a big enemy and we should not be giving into it it's bad it's a bad thing to do so don't do it
Wow. I'm so glad we did this today. I think a lot of people are going to, I hope a lot of people get a lot of this and I hope a lot of people like um, mm. seek out your services. Cause this was really helpful to me. I, I mean, I might have to go back and rewatch this podcast a couple of times. Well, you and I are going to have a session. You and I are going to have a session and we'll, yeah. I mean, you can go through this again and do heartbreak coherence again. And, and you can like, you know, listen to me talking about, you know, moving energy up, you know, through your body, like find where that energy is and just move it up. You can talk to that. You can put your hand over that energy and you can say, you know, you're just stuck energy. You're meant to soften and flow. We can talk to our body. We can talk to the energies that are in our body. They can understand us. I talk to my cells all the time. I'm like cells. Thank you. <laughs> and your cells will listen. You'll get like a little shiver. If you talk to your cells, we'll do some cell work. When, when I work with you, we'll talk to your cells and you'll see how crazy it is. Actually, that would be a fun podcast to do. Yeah. Yeah, that would. Guide some people through some like some cell healing stuff because it's magical. Like just, okay, everyone just quickly before we end this, focus on the trillions of cells that make up your body. So do that, Rob. And when you focus on the trillions of cells that make up your body, you might feel a little vibration or waves of energy. Do you feel that? Yes. Yeah. Can you feel that? So our cells are conscious and they can hear and understand everything we say, think, and believe, and they respond to it. So first of all, just ask your, or thank your cells for all the hard work they do. You know, thank you cells for running all my systems and they'll probably respond. And now just say, ask them in your mind, um, Hey cells, can you drain all worry and fear from my body? Can you drain it out through the bottoms of my feet and just notice what you feel in your body? Well, you feel that going through your body into your feet. That's it, amazing. It, yep. You feel it draining. Allow that to leave your body. Um, you, we can ask planet Earth to just take that energy in. So thank you, cells, for draining all of that on my body. Now, cells, can you vibrate with the energy of joy? And do you notice a weird little shift or buzz? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So... Do this one. No. This is my favorite. I, I have one question. Does this work on everybody? Because I'm sensitive. So I, I do pick not, up on. Not everyone can. Most. I find probably 95% of my clients are like, oh, my God, I'm feeling it all. Um, especially if you're in a relaxed state. Um, some people might not be as sensitive, but you can learn to become. This is I actually find that this exercise causes people that are not sensitive to become sensitive because people who've never felt energy running they're like oh my god i'm feeling something it's crazy do this one ask yourselves to vibrate with the energy of confidence and just notice what you feel and just tell me what you feel with that wow that's amazing what did your, what did your cells do it gave me like this like rush of energy like it was it was like it felt like and all, all of a sudden I felt more actual confident. Like I felt better. Like I felt like it, my, it, every, everything that you've told me to do so far has actually worked. It's amazing. My cells turn, my cells feel like they become cubes and I suddenly just feel like my spine is like stronger. I feel stronger. Um, this one, and I know we're, we're rushed for time, but just, tr just, just, this is important. Now ask yourselves to vibrate with the energy of flow and connection. And then just tell me how that feels for you. I got a feeling up my spine, which is that what it's supposed to do? Like 
but different for everyone. What I feel is I feel waves of energy just moving all through my entire body. And I actually see like this kind of white wispy energy moving. So think about that. You can drain your cells of envy. You can drain your cells of fear. Ask them to move it out your feet. Your cells are like, thank you for asking me to do this. I've wanted to let go of this forever. You know, ask your cells to vibrate with the energy of power. Let's just, let's just do power. Please cells vibrate with the energy of power. Oh, that was a good one. What does that one feel like for you? Like, like waves going throughout my whole body of like confidence and power. Like, like yeah. my shoulders become very, like, I feel my shoulders become stronger. Every, every, every exercise we've done, like I've, every time we've done it, I've got like a rush. I've just closed my eyes. And I'm feeling, I'm still feeling it. I feel like waves of energy. Like, yeah. I think, you, I think you have to be open to it though. Right. Like you, I mean, like, I, I think you should at least try if someone's, not, if someone's listening, when, when I post this, mm -hmm. if someone's listening to this and you're not open to this, I think you should just try to imagine yourself being open to it or try to let yourself be open to it. Cause I, I was skeptical too, of a lot of things. And you, if the more, more open you are, the more this stuff works. Yep. It's, it's ask, just a, it's ask just... your cells to make you more open-minded. Hey, cells, can you vibrate the energy of being more open-minded? You know, cells yeah. can you open my heart. Cells, can you please make me fall asleep? You know, like ask, try playing with your body. Ask your cells, like ask and it is given, as Esther Hicks always says, right? You know, like. Like ask these things and see what happens. Experiment and play. A lot of energy work is with someone being curious. Like I've made up my own, you know, healing techniques. Some healing techniques I borrow from other people. Sometimes I change them. Sometimes I make up my own in the spur of the moment with a client. It's, it's playing with energy and we use words. We use intention um, to create these modalities. Like someone invented all this stuff. Someone invented hypnotic. They're like, I'm going to like, I'm going to tell people what to do with their minds. Like, this is how this all happens, right? Like we're playing down here on this planet. This is making mud pies. We're just making mud pies. You yeah. know, I was going to ask you real quick, like before we go, like, what do yeah. you think is going on with me as far as like the spiritual awakening? Do you, I mean, oh, why do you think like my crown and the, and the pineal gland are tingling all the time? And then that Kundalini experience, if that was that, do you think oh, I'm going through some kind of like. You're, you're definitely shifting energetically. I really want to do a regression with you. So like, I, okay, we are going to set aside some time really soon. We're going to do some energy work and we're going to do a regression. Um, when I say regression, doesn't mean we're going to do past life. I think we're going to like do something a bit more quantum, a bit more present. Um, we're just going to play around and see, let's see, we, maybe we can get in contact with your guides. Maybe we can, you know, have you in contact with your higher self so you can like answer some of these things. I know that my third eye has been tingling a lot. I started doing, you know, the, uh, the gateway tapes, the Robert. Yeah, Rob, yeah. I used to use those. I, yeah, I tried I using them. I find them like very old and weird. Like I actually don't like the way he worked. Like as a hypnotherapist, the way he words things, I'm like, he did that wrong. That's so stupid. Why is he saying that? But the act of actually doing it and the, the binaural beats, that's when I started really feeling my third eye starting to buzz. And it happens all the time with me. It sounds like, you know, you're shifting. And when you're seeing all those numbers, um, that was me in 2005. I started seeing crazy numbers and just having so that was like another one of my spiritual awakenings. 
you're just very much in a spiritual awakening. And lots of people are now people that never were before are like, what's happening. And all of a sudden they're going back and saying, Oh yeah, I forgot when I was 10, this thing used to always happen when I slept at night or whatever, like we're all waking up. And this is the cool thing. We're talking about disclosure happening, right? Like all this disclosure stuff has happened this week. It's a soft disclosure. ETs aren't going to just suddenly like float down and start walking on the street. People would go crazy. People would like lose their minds. People are starting to wake up and remember a lot of us. And there's lots of unawakened people um, that are going to start waking up. And when we wake up and we remember everything, it might be shocking for people at first. Like even for me last year when I was like, wait a minute, I I'm an experience. Sure. I've been working with all these people. Like I regress people for years that have these experiences and never once did I ever think I was one of them. And then when I did wake up, I was talking to Terry and Terry's like, Fiona, I knew it right when I first met you, I knew you were an experiencer. And I'm like, I had no idea, right? No idea. Um, There's lots of us, lots of us that haven't woken up yet that have, that are working on ships and whatever at night all the time. You're definitely one of those people. You wouldn't oh. be doing this. you wouldn't be doing this if you weren't. You're meant to be doing exactly what you're doing, and now you're waking up. You're waking up. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's a great feeling. It's an it's an amazing feeling. It's 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 it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. I don't even know what to say. You know, it's it's a magical. Wow. Isn't it so magical? You it like really you, is. you and I right this very second we're co-creating something. People are going to listen to this. And they're going to feel really, really excited. They're going to feel optimistic. Remember, everybody, optimism and open, open heart. And it's funny because I don't like wearing things that cover this part of my body. Like energetically, I don't like wearing sweaters or things up to here. I need this area open all the time. And I talked to another um, practitioner who does similar work to me. And she was like, Fiona, I'm the same. Like, we need this energy to be open because we're we're like very heart based with the work that we do. Um, I'm more about healing and opening up and moving into love and out of fear. Like that's, that's what I do. And your job, like, look at you, like you're actually bringing everyone in and giving them a platform for, for their work. And, but now you're opening to probably whatever your work is also going to be, which might be more than what you're doing right now. I, I don't know. We'll see, right? It's it's so fascinating. Like when you Maybe think I'll about, like, I'm gonna open you up. I'm gonna open you up with our, with our session, okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you yeah, gonna say? That, that'll be fun. I was just gonna say, just to summarize everything, it's just really amazing when you think about the the fact that we're all having more paranormal experiences, we're all having spiritual awakenings, and disclosures happening at the same time. It makes you think. Something bigger is on the agenda for, I don't know, angels, ETs, what, but something is definitely going on. All of the above, all of the above. And we, and, and I just want to say to everyone, don't give in to fear. There's going to be people saying, oh my God, this is horrible. Oh, the government's going to do this. Oh, the ETs are going to do this. There's so many people that are, that are stuck in that negative, that, that fear matrix. Don't listen to anyone. Only listen to yourself and, and be positive and optimistic. If that's what you want your world to look like, that's what you got to be concentrating on is, is optimism and, and open heart energy, just love. Yeah. And that love, love conquers fear, right? Love conquers fear. Conquer it. Look at it as something that's apart from you that you can push away. Like just push it out of your energy system. 
push away the fear, push away the negative thoughts. Don't go and read that stuff. Yeah. Good well, um, well, this has been amazing. Um, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you and how they can book a session with you and stuff like that? You and can thank you. message me at clearpathhealing.com. Um, I take clients through Zoom. I take clients all over the world. I can like kind of move my schedule around for wherever you are. Um, I'm not very pricey. I'm actually like, you know, my, I think my pricing is fair. My sessions are, you know, a good length. I'll stay, I'll, I charge like, you know, a specific price, but if we go over time, I don't charge extra. Um, if something needs to be done, it gets done. I don't have short sessions. My sessions are usually like 90 minutes to two hours. Um, because that's how long it takes, you know, to, to do this work. Um, yeah. And, and I'm also like, anyone can feel free to message me just to even ask questions. Um, you can also email me at Fiona Harris at live.ca. So F I O N A H A R R I S at live.ca. That's my email address, but my website will also like, you know, direct people to that. So and I like I'll put all the links in the description too. Like I'll, I'll make sure I, when I post this, I'll put all the links and, and yeah. And, and all my links will be in the description too, guys, for anything you want. And, yeah. and thank you, Fiona. This was amazing. This was really good. This was a great conversation. And thanks for having me on again. I love coming on to your shows. They're so much fun. Yeah. Thanks. This was, a, thank you. And we'll have to do it again. And I, and yeah.